episode 225 coming at you in the morning skate your host ked here uh guys it's good to be back a little bit of a hiatus uh we're gonna cover a ton of shit today we have an announcement we actually did record another uh podcast with a very special guest that was cool but i am joined by my co-host jerome mcginla lover brownie how's it going buddy what's up how are you I'm long I'm time, first time. Very excited. Oh, I feel like we're starting from scratch. Right. I mean, it's just a rewind. I think before we kind of get into the um to the podcast, though, look to be a little bit of drama going on in the uh, group chat today. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if Brownie woke up on the wrong side of the bed or if he's just <laughs> triggered by fantasy hockey. But he was going in on Fink and uh, Preston, and I just I kind of want to get get you know your X's and O's of what that was about and. Um, I, I mean, all of our all of our uh, writers listen, so I'm sure they're. Well, dying I will say that. this: Fink and Preston, love them both. Finkel has been my ride or die since day one. Fink's my boy. Preston, we share a common love: the game of lacrosse. He's a St. Louis Blues, and oh, sorry, Fink is the Dallas writer, and Preston handles St. Louis and Vegas. I mean, St. Louis, he's got it over me from you know the cup, but. Love those guys dearly. I just did. I was working, running around, trying to get stuff buttoned up before snow arrives in the great Northeast. Mm-hmm. And I uh, looked at my phone and I saw a series of messages. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's happening in the group chat. And these two dusty motherfuckers are talking about fantasy hockey. I mean, fantasy football's bad enough, but fantasy hockey? I mean, come on. And Fantasy hockey's been grind. Have you ever played it? I did it like twice, and I'm like, oh, this is too much. It's it's whoever. I don't know if it's in most leagues, but with ours, it was like as long as you had two goalies running a game, like you cleaned up. So like a lot of ours would be just adding and dropping backup goalies who were yeah. starting that week or that game, and that's what makes it such a grind because like. If you want to be successful in fantasy hockey, it's not really like fantasy football where like once a week you kind of go in and like you clean it up. Like fantasy hockey's every day. Listen, I, I'm the commissioner of, of our fantasy league. We've been in the same league for like 20 years, but you don't hear me fucking talking about it. I love that. I love that. So Keep that's going. what I said. I go, wait, are you guys talking about fantasy hockey? And I just sat back waiting. And of course, yeah, Winkle's like correct. And I was like, <laughs> No one fucking cares. Yeah, I I get that. And it's nice to see the boys going back and forth. Like it's all in love. I mean, you know, yeah. Our devil's writer booth. uh, He kind of went in on Capo Caco last night. And I just had to write a blog today that said Capo Caco beats the Debbie. So it's like, it's like a back and forth battle. We have good fun, but um, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Cause I know, I know that they were thinking about it, but uh, (laughs) yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. We're going to kind of dive right into it. Let's start off first. the news. All right, here we go. Now, remember, some of this is old, so I don't know how accurate all of these things are. I think we're updated. I believe we're updated. Well, the Minnesota Wild came from behind to win seven of the eight games. So this was a couple weeks ago. I don't know how they're still doing whatever. Uh, And they played 11 games up to that point. Uh, they had eight goals after pulling their goalie, and all eight are from different players. That's kind of crazy. But it looks like the Minnesota Wild are the team that, like, you can't really count them out. You got to believe. got to believe. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's coaching the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> uh, the thought, the thing that I thought was interesting, some – all right, so they have eight goals after pulling the goalie, and that's somehow fourth in the NHL? 
That can't be right. I, I mean, you know, it's on the internet. It must be true, right? No so. way. You're telling me that there's teams that have nine goals this year after pulling their goalie? What I was led to believe by these statistics. Maybe that means like all time. It said fourth in the NHL. Uh, fourth all time makes more sense, but you would think they would put all time. I don't know, man. I don't feel like I don't feel like teams normally score when they pull a goalie. Like every once in a while, you'll get you'll get them, but like. Uh, ask Toronto how that works out with the Bruins. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but, but still kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's great. Hey, listen, Minnesota, if Minnesota is good and competitive, it's great for the NHL. I think so. I, have you seen these plays Zuccarello and Caprice, uh, Caprice have been play, that back and forth tic-tac-toe behind the net yeah. for a wraparound goal? Just like fucking absolutely toying on people. Zuccarello, if you guys remember, favorite player, always said if he played with a guy who could actually put the puck in the back of the net, he would have been putting up 100-point years instead of 60-point years with Derek Stepan. But I digress. Digress. Um, is, this our, is this our obligatory once a podcast marveling at Billy Guerin's giant nutsack? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, so right. good, good nuts on him. There you go. Uh, yeah, speak, we're gonna go most cider. He scored his first NHL goal, overtime winner. Uh, he walked Rasmus Asplund before he, he went top corner. Just wanted to throw that out there. I know this was again a couple weeks ago, but the Red Wings are the real deal. I saw a couple nights ago Dylan Larkin scored from the same spot, pretty much behind the fucking net. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. Um, kind of like Detroit, and it's weird because I've wow. never. I I always. I think I always liked the Red Wings when it was the Red Wings against the Avalanche. Like, he always kind of liked the Avalanche because they were, like, the dark side. But I always kind of compared the Red Wings to, like, the Yankees. I, I don't I don't know. I just – I don't hate rooting for them. It's just – it's kind of it's kind of strange for me. I will say this. While we're talking about Detroit, if you jump all the way down to the bottom of our sheet, I didn't – that's my bad for not putting it in order. You're good. Uh, did you see the Dylan Larkin play? Is it the, just- him – Crush Jake Allen from Montreal. Uh, yeah. Listen, that wasn't Dylan Larkin's fault. Yeah. No, that was uh what's his name? That puke. Pete Petri. Petri got Petri got smoked yeah, Petri. by Larkin. Yeah. And then he he pushed him into you could see his arms extend. He pushed him into Jake Allen. Jake Allen got knocked out of the game. Thank you very much. Because the Bruins played some goalie named whatever his name was. I, I didn't even know who the guy was the other night because Jake Allen's out. And Allen left the games day to day, but Dylan Larkin, man among men, all of a sudden came back in that game and scored two times, including the OT game winner. Yeah, I so. mean, he's he. I feel like he's finally like grown up. I remember him when he was like younger. They were showing videos of him like shooting slap shots in his basement or some shit, and I hated him. But like now he's, he's kind of grown on me, man. American, he's fast. He can score goals. Um, never gonna hate that. Works phenomenal. Yeah, he is a legit. Excellent skater. He can skate. He can skate. Maybe the Rangers start drafting people who can skate, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, they fired Jeremy Colleton. That that lasted a while. Um, yeah. Interim GM Kyle Davidson made the call. Derek King will be the interim coach. Derek King, 830 NHL games. I'm going to pause really quick. Browning does an incredible job going through this document. Even uh, We're going to talk about how we interviewed our last guest uh, later in the podcast, but I didn't have any of this shit down, and it makes us sound so much better. Derek King, 830 NHL games, uh, 200, 261 goals, 251 assists, 612 points, 417 penalty minutes. Four NHL teams, Eastern Conference Final with the Islanders. They lost to Montreal, eventually beat the uh, Kings for the Cup. But he's in. Um, the Blackhawks need a, they need a whole lot of change. I think they're just trying to stay out. I, I don't know. I think it's good for the Hawks. If, if they're going to have any chance to make the playoffs, a change need to be made, but uh, well, on this. 
couple of things on this. So Carlton was um, Bowman's guy. So once Bowman was done, I feel like Carlton, unless he was a dope, he had to see the writing on the wall, right? Yeah. Uh, weird, and I know we're going to have another synchronicity moment later in our NHL news, but uh, it was three years to the day that Q was given the boot by Bowman, oh. which I thought was a weird little thing. Um, but I think the, the, the reason I put in Derek King's NHL credentials is I think that for the players that have – the core of that team that has won the cup, multiple cups, they've done everything, Canadian gold, right? Olympics, the whole deal. I think they need to hear a guy who played in the NHL. Yeah. And I, I'm bad on me. I don't know if Carlton actually did, but Derek King was a pro's pro. Yeah, 830 games in the show. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of games. So when, you know, when, you know, Strom is pouting that he's not getting PP one minutes, Derek King's going to tell him, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I played in the show for – yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think that makes a difference. No, 100 percent does. 100 percent does. And again, they just they need a shakeup. So hopefully he kind of comes in. And I mean, it's got to be real tough to be a Blackhawks fan right now. And they're probably looking for any sort of positivity that could even fucking come from this dog shit of a year that's literally just started. But I don't know. Hopefully they start well, winning. Got Seth Jones for another eight years. There you go. <laughs> He's not no Adam Fox, I'll tell you that much. Uh, speaking of not really all that great defensemen, <clears throat> this was a, a little bit ago, but through 12 games, Jacob Chitrin, 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 uh, he was dash 20. Uh, he's now dash 22 in 15 games. Uh, it's the worst back when it was 12 games. It was the worst mark through 12 games of all time, even eclipsing the legendary Bill Mickelson, who ended the 74, 75 season with a dash 82 averaging over 20 minutes time on ice so far. Uh, I will say this for this kid. He's the top pair in Arizona. Which is like basically being, I don't know. I don't. Even, I can't even think of an analogy that's not going to get us in trouble. Uh, I mean, you know you're I mean? you're you're against the other team's top lines at all times. Right, and, and you're, nobody you're, else isn't even in the NHL. So in the what's it in the land of the? I'm not even. No, I'm not even gonna because I'm gonna mess it up and offend somebody. Forget it. Fair enough. Um, still a rough look. This yeah, kid was supposed sure. to be, he's still probably a pretty good player, but again, like. They're playing – so you know Connor McDavid's in a league above the NHL? Mm-hmm. But, so that's how high he is. The Coyotes are a league below the NHL. It's fair. Yeah, like this kid would probably be like – let's leave our teams out of it. On the Islanders, this guy's second pair, and the fans love him. Yeah, I think so. You know? I think so, but tweets their own. Uh, just sticking with defenseman, Mikhail Sergachev, he got suspended two games for a, a head hit to Mitch Marner. Um, stupid fucking play, just very unnecessary. Like yeah. he, he just, beat. it was targeting. If it was the NFL, it would have been targeting, right? Like he got like, beat, chased him down. Yeah. And yeah. Sergey, he, he plays with a fucking edge. He's kind of a little prick if you watch him play, but I, I like it cause he backs it up. Like he never like really turtles. Like if he wants to go, he goes, but still just a fucking numb skull play. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Tampa. Fuck Toronto. I mean this, I mean, honestly, you could shoot this whole game into the sun. I could care less. I mean, the, I mean, it would have made more of an impact for me if Sergachev got 10 and Marner was out for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> then I would have been cheering it on from both sides. Yeah. I don't want to uh, see anybody get hurt, but fuck you. <laughs> uh, sticking with Canadian team senators, they named Brady Kachuk their 10th team captain. Um, the other night he played against Matthew. Uh, Matthew's interviewed and he's like, it was the first time I saw him with the C, but he knows who the captain is in the summer. It's probably my mom, honestly. Quick shout out to hockey moms out there. I love that. Great line by yeah. 
great, great line. And you know, he's scoring an extra Christmas present this year, probably yeah. for something <laughs> like that. Uh, and on the ice, Matthew made sure to show off his AO and talking to Brady while he was stretching out the red line. So, I mean, I love both of these guys. I wish both of these guys were on the Rangers. I I hope I would assume and hope that they would both make the USA Olympic team. I'm unsure where we're at with that. I haven't really seen projected rosters come out. The projected but... rosters I've seen shows them as the fourth line wingers. Oh, who's in the middle? I forget. I knew you're going to ask me. Uh, it was someone that I was surprised, but I was like, oh, I could see that. I, I think they would probably use them on a top line, but if they don't, Blake Wheeler between those two would be. You know what? Some of the projections don't even. Some of the projections I've seen don't even have Blake Wheeler on it. Blake Wheeler is a fourth line center with the Kachucks around him. That's a sick fourth line. I'll take that. That they fly, they fly, they hit, they're in your face, they do what they have to do to fucking get pucks out of the zone. I love Blake. That's a that's a good fourth line. Um, But I mean, this is great for the Senators who have been kind of irrelevant for a little bit. Uh, This is good for them. They fight. They got their captain. Hopefully, they do it right with Brady, unlike what they did with Eric Carlson. But um, I mean. Oh. Yeah, I'm pumped. The Senators, well, let's leave this on a high note for right now with the Senators because as we go forward through our sheet, we're going to see the down note for the Senators. Yeah, they're there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's see here. Carey Price. Uh, he was returning to the Canadians. There, there was a report that came out. He pretty much said he thanked everybody for kind of giving him space. He's going through some stuff and he appreciates his privacy. I thought that was cool. Um, Oh, he opened up again a little bit more about the substance abuse. Said he was in a dark place and, and he neglected his mental health for a long time. Uh, it's hard to if you're not a hockey fan. Like, I'm trying to compare Carey Price to another athlete in another sport with how big he is in Montreal and how big he is pretty much in the entire like Canadian community. He is in Canada. He's Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's he's legit, legitimately the rock star. I mean, the, yep. you have so many stats that say you shouldn't be the best goalie, and you still have everybody in the NHL saying like, "Hey, that's one guy I don't want to face off against." Like he. Right. You know what I mean? So in terms of talking about substance abuse and mental health, that's huge. Like that's not just coming from some nobody, even if it did, it still matters, but you know what I mean? It's it's fucking carry price. Uh, The mayor Quebec makes ill time joke about boiling water during a boil order in Canada with a pick of price drinking from the water bottle. Many first nation communities still under a boil mandate. That's yeah. There's like 30 some odd communities in the first nation, first nation community, sorry, in Canada that are still under a, a water boil mandate. It's basically the Canadian version of like the water in Flint. Oh, you know what I mean? It's basically, it's the same. I don't want to get on a whole thing, but it's the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, we don't care as much about you, you know, and Read the it made this very ill-timed and off-color joke and you know, of course, had to walk it back. I'm. I was surprised he didn't be like the oh, English is my second language, but he did. He didn't. He just like yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, I read yeah. the room. Read yeah, exactly. the room. Not that hard, bro. Just shut yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you got wait. You got bad water, indi- indigenous people, and substance abuse. Let's try to put a happy glow on it. I mean, just, yeah. Let's let's no. tie a bow on that fucker yeah. and put it out to yeah. the media. What an idiot. Like, you can't teach that kind of stupid. You know what I no. mean? You're just kind of like. But it's always in politics, no matter what holy side. Holy shit, man. Uh, guys, Jack Eichel got traded. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. we should. That should have been our headline. It should have been. I mean, we've talked about it every week for the past however long. But uh, he went to Vegas Golden Knights uh, for Payne Krebs, Alex Tuck, a first and a third. Uh, he already had a surgery. They said it went well. He's hoping it's going to be three months. So you like yeah. to see that. If it is three months, I don't know if that's Olympic time, but that would be fucking sick. If I think that was his goal when I saw him on an interview. And he was out walking the night, I think it was the night of the surgery, saying he felt great. 
yeah. which is it, crazy. Yeah. It's, Did you see the video of his, of his when he arrived? Yeah. So they went balls out. Like, I don't think he was, I don't think he knew that was coming. No. And I mean, that's so and good weird. on him. He took it in stride, but you've traveled to Vegas, right? Have you ever been to Vegas? Yeah. Like, you get off the plane. I mean, granted, he was in a PJ, I'm sure, and, you know, a uh, town car right to the casino. But still, you get to Vegas, you're like, let me get to my room, drop my shit off, and get to the casino. Yeah. I'm sure he had other things, but that's the last thing I would <laughs> want. For those that yeah. didn't see, it was uh, the Gia monster. Is that what it is? The mascot. There was uh, cheerleaders, a knight who was like, Sir Jack, welcome. And it was way over the top. I mean, it was Vegas, but he it was, it like, was Vegas, dude. That, yeah. that was Vegas. That's yeah. the easiest Not way. Not on Chickawa Street there, Jack. No. Uh, oh, hey, one other thing about this. So yeah. I was listening. I don't remember who. I think it might have been 32 Thoughts. They were talking. So basically, if Eichel, Eichel told Buffalo that if they would let him get the surgery he wanted, he would have stayed. Mm -hmm. And apparently the Pagulas got their nose bent so far out of joint when he asked to be traded before that they, they're just like poopy pants, like a high school broken heart. Yeah. And the only reason they wanted Puck was because he, ex as a native from upstate New York, he expressed like, I want to be there. And that though they were like, those are the kind of players that we want. So, oh, all right, you don't want one of the best players in the NHL. No offense to Alex Tuck, but he's not fucking Jack Eichel. Yeah, dude, it's definitely not the smartest play. I'm thinking of myself because I'm just a grudge guy and just a fucking absolute asshole where, like, I'm all for this kind of. Like, like if I'm yeah. Buffalo and he wants out and, like, he's making a big deal about and all this shit, they went full, like, bitter ex high school. Yeah fuck you mode i kind of almost respect it and at the same time like as a rangers fan you can alex talks a great player like yeah, alex Tuck is a fantastic I'm not, player i'm Probably. glad for him you know potentially he's a future captain of buffalo i would say i mean mm -hmm. he plays the game the right way he plays hard in the playoffs he fucking shows up dude and you're right he wants to be there so like in terms of like creating that atmosphere in the locker room because there was a lot of reports that, that the Buffalo Sabres locker room was all out of sorts. And it didn't really seem like Jack Eichel was like the guy in there. Who's like really leading shit and making sure everything was okay. It seemed like that there were some flags within that. Yeah, so right. I don't know. Kind of worked out for both ways. Uh, Jack Eichel on Vegas is going to be scary. Fucking good. Tim um, Stone at Pacioretty, right? That's I mean, what the projected line. A good line. Probably. Uh, but Maybe a new erection I, line in the NHL. It's fucking done. Hopefully, we won't talk about this until Jack Eichel returns for either the Olympics or Vegas. I'm so right. excited about that. This is good for the game. Okay. Uh, Bauer statement. I have a little Twitter link. I'm going to click on this. I don't know what this is. This is, uh, this is a, a statement that Bauer came out. It was – all right. So, corporate America is, by and large, not someone that weighs in with a strong statement on either side for the typical when things happen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Bauer came out happened. very strong about what happened um, with the uh, the Chicago sexual abuse case about Jalen Smerick yeah. over in Ukraine. And I just thought, if you haven't read it, you should go on Bauer's Twitter and take a read. It's very strong, and you know, hats off to them. I mean, listen, I'll just I'll read it real quick. All right, uh, the culture of silence in hockey must be broken. Horrific events are coming to light from hockey communities across the world. Saying nothing and doing nothing leaves teammates vulnerable, lost, and forgotten. It's Kyle Beach, Berkeley, Trey Horn, 
Jalen Smerrick and many others who have been mistreated, uh, marginalized, and abused playing the game that we all love. We are heartbroken. Hockey has failed you. By not speaking out against these acts as a community, we have all failed you and allowed the behavior to continue. Hockey has the power to bring out the best in people, strengthen communities, and transform lives. At Bauer, we believe in that power. We work passionately to cultivate it, but recent events prove we are all powerless when the sport continues to play in silence. We all ask the hockey community to join us, break the silence, speak up, be loud, stand up against the abuse, discrimination, bias, and hate that exists in the sport. Together, we can enable safe, constructive conversation in rinks, locker rooms, and homes. Together, we can take important steps towards driving positive change in hockey culture. It's time for all of us to move forward loudly. And that is what Bauer had to say. So, That's a strong statement. And, and it, you know, shine, shine a light on shitheads, basically. Let me sum it up for you. 100%. Let these fuckers operate in the dark. And by not speaking out and not standing up for, you know, people that need it, it this stuff festers and you have to get it out. <clears throat> and it's and it's for all the people that are saying this is PC bullshit, like you can still be a rat fuck without being an absolute scumbag. Like you can yep. still chirp, you can still get under the skin of people, but you don't have to bring up fucking race, gender uh sexual like you know what i mean yeah. like you don't have to do that like, there's so many other things that you can say and do to piss people off so it's just like do that just don't be a fucking giant scumbag about it it's not that fucking hard and i understand hockey's like a place where like people get pissed and like anger and this and this and this and that but like dude when when that's what you're going to is that when that's the first thing that you go to there's like something actually wrong it's not like there's a plenty of other things you can go to when chirping somebody or trying to get somebody off their fucking game you know what i mean like it's not like and it's just i don't know just don't be the as someone guy. as someone who chirps constantly on the ice i mean i have to get them to take a penalty because i can't keep up with some of the games i play in <laughs> that there's no need for it. The best one I ever did was I told a kid that he, we were playing this team. They were all like young, young, young. And I go, man, you look familiar. I think I might have banged your mom back in the day. Yeah. That's what I said to him. And I thought I was like chuckling myself. The kid turns around and looks at me and he goes, well, she was a huge slut. So probably. No, no. Like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's just like if you watch. That's what makes, that's what makes it fun. That kind of stuff. Yeah, and if you watch Letterkenny and you just hear like what Shorzy right. says and shit, like, yeah, th th there's just so many other things. Just okay, so at the end of the day, don't be a scumbag. Uh, yeah, simple, yes, very simple. Um, Crosby, his hit on oh boy, Martin for very, I think I nailed that. Uh, yeah. yeah. there's a play last night, people were like all sorts of pissed off about this. Did this guy get hurt? I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, but I thought he tried to sweep Crosby's leg. I regardless you watch like, the video, it looks like he tried to kick Crosby's skate out and Crosby was like, fuck off and just threw him. The yeah, guy went flying. It, sh it should have been a penalty, but the, for the yeah. fucking people that are like bugging out about this, like, yeah, guys, well, there's it, so much hatred for arguably one of the top five players of all time, which I never understood. Insane. It's it just everybody hates know. him, but everybody wants him. Former Ottawa center Mark Mathot called a oh, 10 game yeah. suspension. Uh, this a couple years ago, we talked about this pre show. Uh, Crosby literally chopped his, his fingertip off. So I can understand why somebody would want 10 games. Uh, he's not going to, he should have gotten suspended for that slash on Mathot, especially now that they're trying to oh, like yeah. crack down on slashing and shit. For but sure. this, this isn't a suspendable play. I think no. this is all tongue in cheek. I don't think he actually means that. Except Mathot really would like him suspended for 10 days. I think so. <laughs> uh, Leo Komarov signed in the KHL. He left the Islanders. I did read his statement that kind of came out, and he talked about being Uncle Leo and shit. And like, fuck him. 
I put this in just so I could say, fuck you, Leo Komarov. Uh, listen, I hated him in Toronto. I tried to get behind <laughs> the Islanders <laughs> when they were making their run, and I liked the entire team except for that fucking guy. This fucking panty waist is the biggest chirp, chirp, slash, slash, hide behind the ref. Oh, I got Matt Martin right there. I'll fucking run my mouth. Never fucking dropped him. Never stood up for himself. Fuck you, Leo Komarov. And that's why it was in the show notes, just so I could do that. Brownie woke up and chose violence today. Uh, <laughs> I got a game I, tonight, too. So, I think yeah. Leo Komarov was on the Bruins. You would have liked him. Maybe, but he's not, so fuck him. Fair enough. Enjoy the cage. That was <laughs> fucking huge. Wait. So Andre Vasilevsky is actually left-handed. Yeah. catches righty, but couldn't find equipment growing up. How ah, insane man. is that? That is nuts. But so so I was listening to a podcast and they had this like goalie whisperer, I think his name is. I, I should have I should have had the fucking guy's name. Let me see if I can look it up while we're talking. Um and it was super interesting, and he was talking about Vasilevsky, and he said that he's actually plays wrong-handed because he could not get um he could not find equipment, even with his dad being a um Kevin Woodley. Of In Goal Magazine and NHL.com was the one who told the story on 32 Thoughts. Shout out Kevin Willie. So but, I'm actually going to tweet this out because I understand what you're saying, but are there any good goalies that are right catch? Yeah, there's a few famous ones, which I can't, of course, think of right now. But That's, that's why I'm going to tweet it out. Who is the best right-handed catching goalie? But it oh, – was it Chris? Was Chris Terrian? Uh or Terrari, how do you say it? Chris Terrari. Was he backhanded? I don't know. There was someone who used to catch and then flip his stick around and throw it out. I don't remember. No, that, 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 you're talking about the uh, the pitcher in the major leagues. No, no, no. He only had one hand. No, who was that? That wasn't Al uh, Who the fuck was it? Abbott? Was his name Abbott? Abbott, but then I thought there was another one. Didn't he throw a no-hitter? I don't know. He or did throw a no-hitter. Hitter. You're right. He did. I – I'm going to bring that up, and because we're already off the rails, did you ever hear the story about the Pittsburgh uh, Pirate pitcher? He either threw a no hitter or a perfect game, and he was on LSD. Yep. Uh, I can. Is that not insane? Thing. Like, holy fuck! I just want. Well, to that just that proves that baseball. I mean, listen, you want to get your panties in a wad? I know you're a baseball guy, but really, it's not really that athletic. Not a huge baseball guy. A little. I I was when I was younger, but yeah, still crazy about Andre Vasilevsky. Best Can you imagine if that game? guy was fucking better? Give me a break. Good is there Lord. another? Is there another goal in the NHL you pick over him right like now? Yeah, I don't. Th- I For can't one game right now or yeah. going forward. One game. Well, both, I guess. Going forward, I'd take a younger guy. Like John I don't know. Raymond. I feel like he's probably got five or Calder, six more good not. years. Um. No, he'd be it's the guy. hard. Oh, you know who you would say. If he was back in playing, you would say Carey Price would be the only other comparable, probably. Yeah. Maybe Flurry, depending on who you have in front of you. Not the Flurry that I've seen this year. Here, Here's a question for you. If you could pick a goalie who's on his game, who's the best goalie when they're on their game? All time? Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about right now. And the reason why I bring this up is, like, Sergei Barossi is having a better year. But, like, there's times when he's on his game where it's just, like, the shit that that guy does is, like, holy shit. Well, I think I mean it's no. I don't think it's any coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that Spencer Knight is playing well. So yeah. Bobrovsky, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean you. I mean look at what happened with Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, right? 
Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I'd say it's Vasilevsky. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he's unreal. But um, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame class now. Pretty good names on here. Uh, Mary Hosa, uh, Doug Wilson, Ken Holland, Kim St. Pierre, and Kevin Love. Uh, oh, yeah. I should probably mention Jerome McGinley, too. Uh, hell of a Hall of Fame class. Does Marion Hosa might go down as the most underrated hockey player of all time? Well, I think he got that knock because didn't he lose two years in a row to the yeah. other team, right? And he was chasing it. But everybody that played with him talks about how great a guy he is. And another big thing with him, I've heard on some interviews from other players, uh, he's all about like the Lambos and stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good on uh, him. Kevin Lowe, he was a, I think he played for the Rangers a bit. He's definitely known more for being on the Oilers. Yeah. Um, and your boy, Jerome McGinley, man. Uh, oh, don't forget. Hey, listen, Kim St. Pierre will get killed up again. And Canada. Ken Holland, Doug Wilson. Kim yeah. St. Pierre is uh, Canadian royalty for women's hockey. Yeah. Um, what do you have? Well, it's a solid, it's a solid class, man. I mean, what are you going to say about all those guys? Everyone uh, and girls, everyone deserves it. I mean, there's no one you're like, eh, about this guy. Like, yeah, when, they're all, yeah. When like Jeremy Jacobs got in as a builder, it's like, fuck off. He just paid you way in, you know. <laughs> these, these are everyone in this class is deserving. Uh, and we mentioned Kim St. Pierre. Ross going to mention uh, Kirsten Welsh. She made her a OHL debut as the first female Lions person in league history. Uh, breaking, breaking, what is it? Barriers? Breaking barriers. barriers. Ceilings, glass ceilings. Either one. Either one. Both work. Um, let's see here. Kevin Hayes and the Hayes family announced the 11 fund. Uh, this is going to raise money to help underprivileged kids at St. John Paul uh, school in Dorchester that both brothers attended players around the NHL put money on the board from 11, 11 to 11, 13 with all proceeds, win or lose going to charity, multiple teams with all the players and staff putting up big money. You saw the ducks do it. I think Zegers put up a pretty decent amount of money for a young kid too. Uh, someone, Dallas. Someone on Philly put up 20. I thought, I thought someone put up 20 grand on Philly. Probably. It's insane. Yeah. This was really fucking cool. You love seeing yeah, this. 100%. If they do this every year, that would be awesome. I know Shattenkirk kind of led the charge over there in Anaheim being a uh, BU guy. Uh, just, I don't know, really cool. And it's something that they talked about, you know, Jimmy obviously struggled with substance abuse and shit, but there hasn't been one story that's come out that has been negative toward them. He just seemed like a great guy and they, and they want his memory to live on and helping, helping kids out, man. That's where he's he got two little kids. They called him the pride of Dorchester. Like that was yeah. like, his like yeah. nickname. So it's, it's fun. Like I got, I just got chills. Like that's really, that's way cooler than anything I'll ever do. So shout out to the Hayes family and all that. Um, really, really cool. And again, really nice seeing all the, all the players and everybody kind of pony up too. So, yeah, it's nice. Absolutely. And um, not only players, actually there was uh, equipment managers and support staff were like pooling in, putting money on the board also. That's cool. Yeah. You, Which you shows like how much impact he had on people that they don't have to, you know what I mean? It's treat right. people nice on the way up. Cause you're going to see them on the way down. Right. Yeah. The old thing. Yeah, 100%. I don't really want to talk about this next one, but uh, the New York Rangers were kind of in the news. Back-to-back <laughs> uh, -back goal of the year, pretty much type stuff. Uh, I don't really want to put Matthew Kachucks into the goal of the year. Dude, and the Matthew Kachuk's goal was filthy. It was cool. The only reason why I don't think it's the play of the year is because he's done that before. and it Not backwards. Cool. Yeah, but the one he did where he like one timed a puck between his legs oh, yeah, and the yeah, yeah. score that goal was way cooler than this one. But still, I just like that this one will show up on his highlight video when he retires as a Bruin 
in about five years. So I'm just great. glad that the Rangers don't have to fuck play the Flames again. They they yeah. got no, they're coming for the Bruins on Sunday. Jeez, how about Margie Aponi or whatever? Fucking lighting it up this yeah. year. That was good. You but, know what's funny? Went back to Aginla briefly when yeah. he played for the Flames. <laughs> Uh, that was the one game I made sure I was at the guard to bought TD garden for every time. And he was sitting, he was almost at 500 goals and they were coming to play at Boston. He, I think he was at 499 and, uh, me, my wife got tickets and we're sitting front row, first row balcony, great seats. And the Bruins worked them. They lost 10, nothing that night. Oh yeah. They got worked, but he was sitting on 499 goals and he put one off the pipe crossbar and yeah. out. It didn't go in. And I remember when it happened, I go, Oh, thank God. And she was like, What? You don't want to see his 500th goal? I'm like, Well, no, if I meet him ever, I don't want to be like, Hey, man, I was at your 500th goal. And yeah. he's like, Yeah, great. We lost fucking 9 1. And then he, of course, scored it at home the next night or next game in Calgary. So, little trip down memory lane of me and Jerome. <laughs> of Jerome and I. Uh, the Connor McDavid goal, man. He got the puck in the neutral zone, regrouped to himself, looked up, saw 10 New York Rangers, and his thought was, I'm well, just he also go. waited for his guys to get on side. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna go through them and score. <laughs> That's insane, man. I can't do that in beer league. No, in beer, like even in beer league, like you're passing or just getting it deeper, like just any normal person with a brain would have been like, Okay, this ain't it. Yeah, not yeah. McDavid. He walked everybody. I mean, granted, he scored on Georgiev, so it's really not that impressive. But still, he made yeah, Nemec and Truba look pretty bad. Uh, yeah, that was that was back-to-back games for the Rangers. You didn't like seeing that. But um, speaking of McDavid, he reached 600 points in 421 games. He's the sixth fastest. It only took him 53 games to go from 500 to 600. I think that's the more crazy <laughs> part of this. And it's getting better. Like, Yeah, it, he's getting like, better as he's like, oh, I figured out this NHL, you know. It's insane. Uh, Gretzky, 274 games. Mario, 323. Peter Stastny, 394. Mike Bossy, 400. Yari Curry, 419. Then you got McDavid. Lindros was 429. Sid the Kid, 430. Uh, Trache, 435. And Savard, 444. That Did you ever listen to the Trache interview on, on Chicklets? Yeah, he was great. That was an all-time interview, and I yeah. know we don't like plugging other shit, but like, if you ever get a chance, definitely – listen to the Brian Trotche interview. Like I hated him because he was an Islander, but at the end of that, it was like, this guy's so fucking cool. (laughs) I gotta be be honest with you though. He, the way he talked about the Islanders, it's, you understand why people keep coming back to the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. Because they live in the community. And that's why you see guys like Frankie Borelli just crying and going crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, they're so tied in. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it really is. So if you guys have really a chance to check that out. Um, Anaheim Ducks, GM Bob Murray's out. Alcohol treatment, he resigned. Uh, they said a toxic work environment of intimidation and fearing his temper. I know Ryan Whitney's not a huge fan of him. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think you're going to start seeing more and more of this stuff come out. Um, you had the Blackhawks thing happen. You had the John Gruden thing happen in the NFL. Now you have this happening. I think you're going to start seeing this whole thing start to go down. I forget who was interviewed. Oh, Taylor Hall. He was interviewed. Oh, Taylor Hall had a very about, strong statement, too. Talked yeah, about the old play. boys club, which is like kind of well, don't do that. Remember when Robin Leonard said that, too? Mm-hmm. 
he alluded to that as well. It's starting. You know? It's you're starting to see more and more of it. So uh, listen, I, I again, I hate being that guy that equates coaching at different levels, but you you have you can't coach everybody the same way, and you have to adapt with time with time with the time. So when I coached 15 years ago to coaching now, it's very different how you interact with the kids, the players. Mm -hmm. And it's the same at any level. I mean, Babcock, these guys, like even Tortorella to a degree, I know he's saying all the right stuff right now, but it's not that kind of NHL anymore. You know, yeah. it's not that kind of pro sports anymore. You, 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 it's, I mean, the player coaches are getting younger. They're more on the same page. You look at other sports. It's about time the NHL gets that way as well. You know? Yeah. And it looks like, you know, more and more of the stuff's going to happen. Obviously I don't know what happened. I don't really know this guy, but it sounds like he's getting treatment. If that was the issue, hope Good for him. Better, right. At yep. least, you know, you're doing it. So, um, oh boy, here we go. Adam Kilman. This is from okay, Adam is from Kimmelman. Adam Kimmelman. Uh, I got the statistic. Yeah, so the Coyotes started 0-10-1 in 2017. Then they claim Scott Wedgwood off waivers, and he gets a W, and don't you know it happens again this year. Um, opposing coach both times, which is crazy, is Dave Haxall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this the Coyotes, is a, this is the Coyotes insane. are not a good team, dude. Like they this, just is the town, yeah. the, the, this is crazy. It's four years apart. The exact same record, you know what I mean? It's just nuts. It's a crazy statistic. When you think you got to name Wedge a street after him, right? When you point. when you think of Scott Wedgwood, do you think of the Arizona Coyotes? <laughs> Who do you think of if you have to name a team? Because I have a very clear team of Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, I, I no, I don't even have a team. Uh, I got the Devils. He was, I was on the Devils say New Jersey. That. that was what I would go with. I wouldn't have known this Coyote stat. But if you say Wedgwood, my immediate thought is like country club. I think there's a Wedgwood country club around oh, here. Somewhere. I think I think backup goalie Devils. I don't know why. Yeah, weird. Probably what a crazy the Rangers a lot. This is it. I thought that was insane. Yeah, I mean, sports are so weird, man. Yeah, we talked about that. Like yeah, the the weird moments that only happen in sports. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nuts. Uh, this was cool. Nate Thompson rewarded a pair of uh, Pennsylvania firefighters with a pair of tickets. To a game after they commented on one of his Instagram posts saying uh, he looks like he'd be fun to hang out with. And that that's a, that's a fun to hang out with kind yeah. of movie. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, Nate Thompson, I, I think he has pretty good rep in the league. He plays hard. He plays the right fucking way. Um, I don't know. I thought this was kind of a cool story. The only downside of this is that they didn't get a chance to meet him because of COVID protocols. Um, but they did apparently drop off a sweatshirt from their uh, fire department for him, and he thanked him and everything. And they made That's plans. Cool. I think they taught. I I could be wrong, but I thought I read that they made plans to go to a, a Eagles game together. That's sick. I mean. Yeah. That's something. If I was ever a professional athlete, I always look at like some of the things that happen with like the money. Like, I I would never have made as much money as PK Slubon, but I love the fact that like the shaky does with like uh, hospitals, like children's hospitals, like yeah. I don't know if it's Iowa or Iowa State. When they play college football, they have that children's hospital right there, and they always wait. Oh, they look out the window. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I always thought that'd be really cool. I'd always want to give it back that way. But I also love, like, especially because I'm a Rangers fan, like, I totally would have tried to get involved with, like, the NYPD or the FDNY or something along those lines. or like Because, like, even when they play in that cops, firefighter, hockey game, like, 
that would have been kind of a fucking cool thing if somebody on the Rangers was like boys with them and was like trying to make this game bigger than what it would be. It seems or, like no or work the bench was like a bench boss or something. That'd be great. It seems know? like a no-brainer. I don't know yeah. why they don't like that would well, be so there's, cool. There's all kinds of COVID protocols, so now they have to be very careful. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That, that's something I, I just thought that was really cool. Um, Alex Ovechkin moved into fourth in goals, passing Brett Hull. 24 behind Yager, 59 behind Howe, and 152 behind Gretzky. Um, I always knew Alex Ovechkin was, like, a, just an unbelievable player. Like, it's kind of like the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa growing up. Like, that's why I grew up watching in baseball, just watch fucking hit dingers. Granted, they were on steroids, but it was still fucking awesome. Well, he's on Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are kind of the same way for me in terms of hockey. Like, I, obviously, I got to watch, like, guys like Korea and, like, Bore and, like, those guys when I was younger and shit, but – we've literally got to watch their entire career and that how lucky are we? And I'm not trying to sound like a pansy and like I'm a Rangers fan, whatever, but I don't know if we'll ever see another Alex Ovechkin. I don't know if we'll ever see another Sidney Crosby. I think that especially in like those guys coming up with right next to each other, playing for Washington and Pittsburgh, not far away from each other. Like the stars kind of aligned when it came to shit like that. Again, like you had like Jeter and Nomar and like shit like that, but just really, really cool. Um, he might end up fucking doing this. And Butcher Gross called this out years ago. And I remember Hal and I went on and we were like, this guy's an idiot. And then Butcher Gross came on the podcast. We're like, hey, we were wrong about that. <laughs> I, I think he might he might have it. But, I mean, the goal he scored the other night, he got the puck at, like, the top of the fucking circle and just rifled it in the net. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, even if I took a fucking slap shot as hard as I could, I don't think that puck's going nearly as fast. And he literally just had it here. And it was here and it was gone. And it's, he, there's he not many like, players in the league like that a can crazy do that. high flex too, like 120 or something. It's insane. And like not many guys can do that. No, normally you have a snapshot where you're using most of your arms or like his patented clap around one time, or this was like a Peter Nedved wrist shot, but it was yeah. like a billion times faster. Well, personally, I hope he doesn't catch Gretzky. I'll say it. I don't care. I you know. I, I, I want Gretzky to hold that record because Gretzky weighed 160 pounds and played yeah. when he when was just guys out there with tree trunks, yeah, killing people. Ovechkin, listen, in the since they've the, the only reason they won the cup is because he changed his game. Mm-hmm. He was he was blue line forward only for the first eight or nine years of his career, and that's why he has these numbers. He's plays a he plays a more well rounded game, but me personally. Give me Jonathan Taves. Give me Sidney Crosby. Give me Bergeron. Give me Getzlaff. You want to play the 200-foot game if you're the leader of a team. And that was always the knock on Washington because he wouldn't play a 200-foot game. You also named every center. Well, whatever. Well, no. Right, give me Marshawn then. Well, give me no, Marshawn's game. Yeah, see, I don't know, man. If I – with their careers, I'm taking Ovechkin over Marshawn. Like, oh, terms for of, like, sure. But the way Marshawn plays, I'd rather have Marshawn, a player like Marshawn. Yeah, I because don't know. Like, you're be so Are you we talking about now? Penalties. You got to be out there in crunch time, down a goal, all that stuff. I respect. And listen, I'm gonna get fucking lit up for this, but I respect the full game. I he that. doesn't play. He plays an offensive game, and he may go down as the greatest goal scorer that's ever lived. And great, but yeah, yeah but that's not me. Lot, that's not my, I'm not into it. He was a lot of fun to fucking watch though when he was doing that shit. It was like Yeah, it's fun, but electric. I'd rather I, I'm sure he'd rather have as many cups as Sid. Yeah, you're not wrong. So you're not wrong. Uh Troy Terry, love this for USA yeah. hockey. He extends his point streak to 14 games, time and gave her longest point streak of the season. 
Corey Perry holds a Ducks record for 19 games back in 09. The uh, worm. 2010, the worm. Uh, pretty cool for Troy Terry. I didn't know that, you great know, for him. he had in him. <laughs> no, I don't watch a lot of Ducks. If Anaheim stumbled into something, great, you know. Speaking of stumbled into something, man, uh -huh. I watched the shit that Trevor Segers is doing, and Lafreniere and Capo don't do anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it is – it's painful. It's fucking painful. Like, Zegers looks so good. Uh, the Senators, we talked about them earlier, they announced today that all games are postponed through November 20th due to 10 players on the COVID protocol. Tough look. It's a tough look, but it's something that's going to happen. I mean, yep. that's – I mean, they're all vaccinated. They should be fine. The The fear is that – or the hope is that they didn't give it to anybody else that wasn't yeah. vaccinated or is at high risk. And I'm sure they feel the same way. And it could be a uh, more uh, stringent – testing and protocols because they're a Canadian team. But, hey, if it only costs them a delay of three games and the NHL keeps chugging along, then let's go. Yeah. No, right. I, I would agree with that. Hopefully it's not a Canucks situation, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and we already talked about Larkin. So that was kind of our NHL in the news. Dude, uh, I feel like we flew. I feel like we were good, though. We were, we were fucking – we were on point. Yeah, we people might have to listen to that half speed just so we can keep up. All right. Rangers, they've won two in a row. They uh, they just beat the Devils in overtime. Pretty can fun. Hear, can you hear my daughter thumping on the floor upstairs? Because I'm down no. here doing this. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hurry the fuck up, Dad. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, they beat the Devils in overtime. They kind of gave up a fucking point, though, because they were up. They can't hold the lead. But Capo Caco scored his first uh, goal of the year. Fucking sick goal. He had an assist. Lafreniere scored. Uh, Sammy Blay looks like he's going to be out for a while. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out. PK Subban. Oh, I think it was just, I just think it was because it was PK. This one, I don't think is as bad as the other ones, but still kind of just like a dangerous kind of play. They kind of hit skates and then Sammy Blay's leg just went directly into the board. And you know, it's bad when you hear the players start screaming. It's like, fuck, this isn't good. Uh, you just got to hope that, you know, he ends up getting better. Philip Heedle, uh, reports came back. It looks like he's going to be in the lineup for the next game. Um, yeah, man, I, the Rangers are rolling. It's it's weird because when you look up all the advanced analytics and shit, it pretty much says the Rangers are the last team in the league. Yeah, but, but this is why analytics are not. It, you have to you have to pay attention to analytics, but hockey is not that kind of sport where you have you can pay attention to it, but you can't coach or scout or draft based on it. Yeah, it's and it's different. like. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Igor Shesterkin has stolen all the, these many games. It's not sustainable. Like, even with the eye test, I can clearly fucking see the, the fact that Igor's stealing these games. But well, how many how many rounds was the shootout last night? Yeah, it, it was. And I cannot believe that the Devils lost to Alex Georgiev. Like, that just shows you how pitiful that fucking franchise is right now. But um, – turns you around like playing the Devils. <laughs> I just – I don't know. They, uh, they got – I think they have pretty much a, a game every other night this week, except for the centers one that just got canceled. They had beaten the blue jackets on the road. It was a weird game. The blue jackets were kind of, kind of play, like controlling the play and then two, one, then all of a sudden the Rangers start scoring fucking goals left and right. Panarin, Strom, they were great. I'm still waiting for Mika's advantage. to really come out. Chris Kreider has been unbelievably consistent through the first, however many games of the year. Wants That's that always been my knock on him, man. If he can keep this shit up, then he wants that C. Give it to him. Chris Kreider fucking scores 40 goals this year. Give him the C. <laughs> Can we cut that this. part? I'll tell you this. Nobody else fucking went after P.K. Subban when the Ryan Reeves thing happened. He did it yep. twice. Yep. And then uh, somebody 
when this wasn't the Sammy Blay one, there was something else happened. Somebody bumped into their goalie and Kreider came in, just fucking tackled the fuck out of whoever it was. So like he gets it. Yep. Can't take that away from him. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the year I scored the shootout goal to win it for him last night. You know, and, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but he did like the PK Subban kind of selly as he went by their bench where he went oh, down. That was hundred percent on purpose. I don't know if if it was on purpose. That's a fucking power move. I just don't know if Chris Kreider has. Have you that ever now. seen Chris Kreider do that move? He might have been really happy. He was probably very fucking confused that he scored on a shootout. To be completely honest with you, <laughs> he, he only probably, that was only his second attempt all time, right? Or something? Yeah, like but like I just I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any other fucking kind of. I mean, Adam Fox is the best backhand shot in the entire National Hockey League, which is insane. Every time he gets the puck in the slot, it's like backhand. Beep, Every single time. Listen, I told you this in between us, but to everyone listening, pull up an image of Dudley Do-Right and pull up an image of Adam Fox. They're fucking twins. Here, Dudley Do-Right, the old cartoon. I thought He's got that gonna, huge chin. I thought you were going to tell everybody that Adam Fox is the best defense in the NHL, but... No, no, we're not there yet. You see McAvoy's week? When's it my turn? That's Yeah, it is your turn right now. That's really cool that McAvoy won a, a, a Player of the Week award. I know who else won a Player of the Week award. This guy, after put up 10 points in the fucking first game in my beer league, you don't see me walking around like I'm the best fucking player. Well, I do. Uh, boy, what do you have? McAvoy, he wins No, hey, talk, you want to talk about not being able to hold the lead? Did you see the Edmonton Bruins game? The Bruins kept – yeah, they, they kept getting the lead, letting Edmonton back in, getting the lead, letting Edmonton back in. Then Edmonton was like, see ya, and they – Dude, you know. it sucks getting the lead on Edmonton because every time Connor McDavid has the puck, everybody grips their stick way too tight, and they're like, "Oh." Well, fuck. the Bruins shut him down, but they they just kept choking up the puck and leaving. They left Drysaddle all alone the slot twice. Ball He's game. See so ya. good. He's but so good. they did come back. <laughs> they played the Devils and the Canadians. They back to back. They won both of those games. Again, the Canadians was a beer league goalie. Uh, excuse me. Um, the big thing for me, a couple of things. One. Swayman got the last two starts. So I don't think the Bruins seem to care about the contracts. I don't think they care about status. They're just going to go with the hot hand. Cassie has pretty much come out and said it. I love that for you because the Rangers played Mark Stahl for fucking six years because he was on had a giant contract. And that's the only it's the dumbest thing. Well, hold on. I think, though, the flip side of that is I think the reason they keep fucking trotting DeBrusque out there is because they're trying to justify that draft pick. And I don't know if it's coming from above Cassidy, but Cassidy has <laughs> – all right, so I'm all over the place, I know. Cassidy is, been, is DeBrusque on the peeper? PP2, I'd assume. He's on PP2, and he's, he's somehow killing penalties, but he's playing fourth-line minutes barely. Is he an effective penalty killer? If he uses his speed, he can be. Okay. But overall, I wouldn't put him out there. I can think of six guys that I would put out there ahead of him. Yeah, but you want to know what? If you have a young kid who had a pretty good start to his career then kind of seemed to get lost and you're not really rolling him out that much, maybe giving him a sense of purpose, a role on that team, that's probably what they're doing but is they want him to have a role. Does, all he does. All right, so you, you know the guy in beer league who is going half-ass and curls instead of the hard stop and goes. Yeah. How do you do that when you have Patrice Bergeron as your captain? I just don't understand it. Yeah. And listen, I don't want to make it personal. Everybody says he's a great kid, but fuck me. Just give some effort. The one-handed waves at, you know on the back check, I'm like, what are you doing with this guy? And, and I really hope not trying to justify it. The, you know the what he kind of reminds me of? I think he reminds me kind of a Sammy Blay. Or he could could be like a Sammy Blake. He's like a bigger type dude. He's got good wheels. They have hands. I just think 
if he played the way Sammy Blade did, if he fucking finished every one of his fucking hits, and like I was wondering I mean, how you're gonna connect this because well, no, that's what very different for me. They call him the bull. But like DeBrusque, I feel like at the beginning of his career, he was going out there, he was banging bodies, like he was doing what he had to do. Now he, you're talking about how he's doing a lot of stick checking and not stopping and starting. If he, it sounds like if he just simplified his game and like gave a little bit more effort, he'd be a very effective hockey player. Well, yeah, and I think the problem is that Nazim Kadri <laughs> neutered him, and he hasn't been the same since that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe he <laughs> needs to have like uh, like a Sean Thornton behind him, or you know what I mean. I, maybe he's your typical. <laughs> Who did he play with? Team. Do you remember right when now? he played with? No, when like he was playing well. First year, was it? Was it? Krejci? I want to say he was on Krejci's wing, and I don't know who was on the other. I, how would know? I, I I let you down there. I don't know. No, 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 no. no. I was just wondering because maybe that's something that has to do with like, Krejci's not. In well, they tried him. They tried year, him with every. They've put him on every line except for Bergeron's. And you can't justify putting him at Bergeron and Marchand and right. knock off that. No, the other that. thing, and this is why I start to think that it's coming from above Cassidy because – so they signed Mike Riley to a contract extension, right, as a free uh, – not as an extension, as a free agent. They signed him in the offseason. He, he's a healthy scratch the last two games, and they put in uh, Jakob Zaborl. And Cassidy pretty much said that Riley's not playing as he, as he did, and Zaborl shows that he wants to be in the game. So – there's a chance that Saboro has pretty much taken Riley's spot. So he's willing to do that with a veteran who they signed as a free agent, but they're still trying to justify this draft pick of DeBrusque. Or, and this I can only hope, they're hoping for him to pop off for a week and then fucking trade him. Is there somebody that you guys have that you'd rather be playing over him specifically? Uh, Jack Stadnika, uh, You could. I'd rather see Chris Wagner on the fourth line. At least Wags is going to give you effort every night. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's disappointing. Hopefully, he fucking figures it out. I remember after the first game of the year, or some shit, you were all about him. But well, he played. He was giving effort and playing well. And listen, I'll, I'll, I don't ask for a lot, man. I ask you to back check and skate hard. That's it, man. That is it. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so the Bruins, a little bit of an uptick. They got, um, they got Calgary and Philly this weekend. And I told you this last night as we're posting our stories in uh, Facebook groups. I was like, well, fuck it. I went into a bunch of public Montreal Canadiens uh, uh, groups and started posting my uh, blog about uh, the Bruins just shit pumping the Canadiens. So I haven't received any backblow yet. So we'll see. They, what they probably didn't even post it. They probably deleted it like immediately. <laughs> yeah. No, one of them, the admins had to approve it and they approved it. Huh. I don't know. So, there you go. Something to think about. Um, all right. That's, that's your weekly Bruins talk. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Beer league roundup. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, we didn't have a beer league game this week, um, so we did a fucking barbecue at our captain's house. Had a nice little nice. Time. some beers, some. Uh, oh, is that the picture that you had? Yeah, the yeah, it was fun. Uh, do you do you call it cornhole or do you call it bags? Cornhole. We were playing that. That was a pretty good little time. Just had some good music going. Uh, yeah, man. I uh, it kind of sucks. We're off this week, and then I go. I fly home Friday, and we have a game next Sunday, so I'm gonna miss that one. There goes my Kyle Ripken streak. Uh, but I'm sure the boys will back it up. Uh, they all went to a Mass and Beers concert this week. It was I couldn't go because I had fucking uh, so much work I had to get done, but. You know, the camaraderie off the ice is doing pretty good. We did recently just lose our first game of the year. Uh, I only had a goal. I, I like, remember, did I tell you how I fucked myself up, my ribs? Yeah. I legitimately think I broke one. Like, Could've. I'm not, 
like, and I thought it'd be way more painful the first couple of days. It kind of sucked. Now, if I sneeze, I keel over and pretty much start crying. Yeah, so it gets it's like, more painful as you go along. Yeah, so I'm just going to start telling people that I broke a rib, and that's the only reason I put up a goal. It's because I was injured and I was playing through it, just like Patrice you're out Bergeron. there battling. Just like Patrice Bergeron did in the playoffs. I, was that say, one year. I could see my, that. Yep. I actually, maybe my lung was a little bit collapsed too. So uh, not, maybe not collapsed, but deflated for sure. It definitely deflated. I heard I, I was farting a lot. So I think that was just the fucking long air coming out my, my bum. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what we have on, on the beer league talk for me, at least. Uh, what's going on with you? I have a game uh, that I have to leave for soon uh, and another one Wednesday. If I had signed up for the third team, I would have had one tomorrow night, but we're still Ooh. in that stalemate. Yeah. I was going to go three nights in a row, but we're still you're in a stalemate. You're still in negotiations. Yeah, we're still in negotiations. I want that signing bonus. Um, yeah, no, we had uh, we we won and lost last week. Oh, it was funny in the uh, the higher level. These this team was flying. I think we only lost by two, but the, these kids just fucking fly. And this kid was coming up the boards, and I was going at him, and I'm like, well. I'm just going to freeze the puck and drop my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I was station, more or less stationary, and he was going like a million miles an hour. I fucking truck this kid. <laughs> Although, to be fair, to be fair, yeah. he, he trucked himself by skating into me. And he, you know, helmet, everything. And I was like, oh, there you go, puck up. And I think we might have scored. We got back to the bench, and the ref kind of leaned. You know how the, in beer league the refs kind of lean on the bench and shoot the shit yeah. with you? Especially when you're older, they'll do it even more. Especially with an old ref, he leans over and he goes, "Bet he's not coming up that wall again." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, probably not." <laughs> but yeah, we got a game tonight, and I found out that we have a fill-in goalie tonight of a guy that I played with. We we played on a team together like seven years ago, and I haven't seen him. I mean, we're Facebook friends, whatever. Right. But I haven't seen him since. He does. I don't know if he knows I'm on this team. This is the lower level. I cannot wait to fucking see this guy tonight. He, Mike Manfield, shout out to you. I cannot wait to see him tonight. Mikey Manfield, dude. Mikey, yep. I, I Feverboy Rex used to be on the CD Selects. And there's this kid, Mikey Mana, and uh, he was from Long Island. And he would, he not a fight, but he'd always get in scrums every time. And he'd always go back to the bench. He'd be like, suck my dick, you cocksucker. <laughs> and like his Long Island accent. It was like, Jesus. Oh, hey, speaking of beer league, what's your, what's your kid's name from Southie? Oh, Matt Farley. All right, listen, Farley. Farles, I'm going to call it. I was thinking about this. He was bitching that he wants big defensemen that can skate. Forbert. Yeah. Carlo. McAvoy. And Mike Riley are all over six foot. Put him in a body bag. Yeah, so Farley, listen, buddy. I know you're down in Nashville and you're the big swinging dick because you're throwing that fucking heavy Southie accent. But and, and the tribal and there. the tribal sleeve tattoo. <laughs> he's, dude, he's, he's the he's the fucking best though. He's like so. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we get along great. We'd he's a fucking funny kid. Everybody dude. would think we were gonna fight, but we'd just be talking. It, but it's, yeah. we'll we'll like win. Watch the game, bro. That's all we'll, I gotta say. We'll, we'll we'll win, and then like four hours later, it'll be like twelve thirty, and I he'll, he'll text the boys and just be like, "We're so good at fucking hockey." <laughs> just like fucking randomly, he's a he's a fucking beauty. But shout out to him. Good uh, on him. That was our beer league roundup of the week. Um, now we're gonna get into Dominic Moore's heroes and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, heroes and zeros time. Uh, I'm going to do – I'll go off with the hero. I talked about him a little bit before. Capo Caco finally scored 
Uh, finally got on the fucking score sheet. This is so big for the Rangers because, I mean, the Rangers, they're doing really, really well right now. But if you look at it, Chris Kreider has all their goals pretty much. And then you have guys like Nika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, they're pulling pucks in the net. You have Adam Fox. If the Rangers can somehow figure out how to get Capo Caco putting up a point per game and getting Lafreniere, I mean, Lafreniere, he's, he's been playing like 10 minutes a game, if that. So he's been kind of on Gallant's shit list. If they can kind of figure out where they can add some secondary scoring consistently, dangerous fucking team. But again, I think Capo's been good all year. The pucks just haven't really been going in for him. He's definitely an NHL player now. I can't wait for the Rangers to play the Bruins. I always talk about how with this, like whenever they play, obviously they're chirping back and forth, but I always give them like one or two players to watch and like let me know how they're going to end up looking kind of a thing. Well, the games I've seen, I, we talked about this. I think he makes those plays that don't show up on the score sheet. Yeah. No, I think he plays, I think he plays play. a solid 200-foot game. I would take him on the Bruins for sure. The next time they play, I want you to just to watch Capo, and I, I want you to watch Capo, and I want you to watch Barkley Goudreau. Those are the two guys that I would want yeah, to watch. I fucking love Barkley Goudreau now. I, and just let me know what you think, because I don't think Barkley's living up to his contract, and Capo's not really putting pucks in the net. But it's hard for me to hate on him too much because like they show up and they're gamers. So it's yeah. like, um, well, my hero of the week, and hopefully he can continue this shit. And I, what I also what I thought was cool is he mentioned how Gallant kept him with Panarin and Strom, and that was good for his confidence. He said, that means the coach must trust me, and I feel like he didn't have that with Quinn. So I'm hoping that that will go forward because, I mean, he uses a fucking Sherwood stick, dude. He need, he needs as much help as he possibly can get. I actually use Sherwood sticks now too, whatever, not a big deal. But uh, that's my hero of the week. Who's your hero of the week? I'm going zero first. Oh, okay. Edgar Brownie, shocking. Well, this is going to be quick because we addressed it earlier. This was going to be my zero. Listen, if you play fantasy sports, good for you, but I don't want to fucking hear about it. No one wants to fucking hear about it. No one wants to hear about how much you win gambling because you never talk about the fucking losses. No one wants to hear your fucking play-by-play golf stories. No one wants to hear how, oh, I lost it on the turn and the river card. Fuck off. Listen, you do you. I'm not going to tell you fishing stories. Don't tell me your fucking fantasy stories. Shout out Finkel and Preston. I have I have a fantasy story, and it's oh. not to make you feel like shit. But, and this is the only reason I don't play fantasy anymore. My old man joined our fantasy hockey like years ago. And talk about obsessed. This guy would have stats <laughs> written down on a fucking note card. Like every morning I'd get up and he'd be fucking talking to me about something. It's like, Jesus, calm down. So he won one year and he was a big swinging dick at the fucking fantasy hockey factory. And he's walking like, you know, that's his thing. The next year in the finals, I face off against my old man. I fucking dusted him. And that was the last year I ever did fantasy hockey. I hung him up when I was at a fucking high level. I was good to go. I, I get what you're saying though, dude. Like there's nothing worse than somebody who's talking about fantasy sports when you're yeah. not like that heavily involved in it. And it's like, if you're uh, talking to other guys in your league, Sure. I get that because you're chirping or whatever else. But in a public context, like a group chat, I don't fucking need to hear it. But at the same time, I do think what Fink said held water. If you play fantasy hockey, you really do get a way better grasp of what's going on in the league. Fink lives in Texas. They need everything they can do to figure out. You know what I mean, though, dude? If you're playing fantasy hockey and, like, you're fucking replacing goalies every fucking two seconds, this and that, like, you, you really do kind of figure out, like, whether it's a different sleeper on a team that you really haven't heard of before, I think you do have a better grasp of what's going on with all 32 NHL teams rather than just like the one you normally watch. I'll give you that to a degree, but I think Fink wears uh, colored laces, so he's out. 
<laughs> uh my zero of the week fuck probably dude honestly my zero of the week's not being able to play hockey last night but at oh. the same time i'm a little injured i am feeling a little bit better so hopefully that comes back but zero of the week that not being able to play next weekend uh when i drive home for christmas i'm gonna bring my shit home so that'll be pretty cool the boys are talking about getting an airbnb in either lake placid or montreal oh that's like, sick. like around christmas so uh, oh, you, Montreal, I don't know if that's going to work out with COVID by then. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm unsure about that. Even if it's Placid, what we'd probably do, I, I think everybody's girlfriends are coming too. We'll probably get a little cabin out in Placid and just nice. fucking get a bottle of whiskey, some fucking Marbreds and bottle of Jack and just get after it. But uh, zero of the week, not being able to play, it fucking sucks. But yeah. But now what's your hero now that my you're hero. in like a better mood? Can you see my go. shirt? Yep, see the shirt. Oh, boy. My hero of the week. Is one Jerome Arthur Lay Lee Adakunle Tij Jr. Elvis Aginla? That's right, the full name. Is that Hockey really Hall- That's his full name. Jeez. You want the breakdown? Oh, good thing you asked. So Jerome's his first name. Arthur Lee is his dad's middle name. Adakunle was his first name when he was in Nigeria. When he was born in Nigeria, Tij is short for Tijani, which means big tree in Nigerian, and it's his grandfather's name on his dad's side. Junior is after his dad, obviously. Elvis is thrown in there because his dad thought it was cool, direct <laughs> quote, and then his last name is again. So this beauty is finally in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and if you saw the video, they all had pucks down, and they were supposed to pick it up with the stick, kind of like drag it in for the picture, the photo op. Iggy flipped it up and caught it and was like, here you go. And everybody else was like, oh. I mean, the guy's just a legend. So he's my hero of the week. Congrats. I would love to hear his full story about how he got into hockey and all that shit. Like, so he baseball was his first love. And his first two years, he played net because of Grant Fuhr. But he was born in Nigeria? I don't. Yeah, I should have known that. I don't know. He's but Nigerian descent. That, I would just love to hear that whole fucking, I mean, that, what a story. Well, if, that I, is. if I can ever, if I, if the restraining order ever gets lifted, maybe I'll get him on the podcast. That you know what, we should set that as our goal by the end of the year is to get Jerome on the podcast. I don't think it's I have a I have a sheet, I have a spreadsheet that has my top ten current players, former players, current Bruins, former Bruins, and then ancillary people. And my number one, I think we can do it. My number one is Aginla, but like my ancillary person for number one is Jack Edwards. I think we can get Jerome Aginla on. I truly I, do. He's not I in the league wanna, anymore. Right, I'll tell, we'll talk about this more offline, but I have some insider info. I'm right, trying. Right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, here's the Oh, do you want to talk about – you said you were going to talk about the interview. Or are we not talking about the interview? Oh, we can talk We can, We can. can talk about that now if we want to. Well, uh, just we led into it kind of. Brownie did some great business development, and uh, we got Bo Bennett. He's going to be coming on the podcast. He uh, won a cup with the with the Penguins, got a day with a cup. No, got a big ring. Deal. Uh, it was supposed to be like a half hour interview. It ended up being like an hour and a half. He was like one of the just younger than me, but so much more mature. If that makes any sense, like just a, it has a great outlook on life. I think you guys are really, really, really gonna enjoy it. He and might just be like, the human embodiment of Southern California laid back, chill vibe. Yeah, and just like he just seemed like I don't know, definitely a guy I'd fucking love to like pound beers with. Oh, you know I mean? like, or wine, as he was drinking wine. Yeah, he was drinking yeah. wine. But Bo, that'll be released at some point. Uh, shout out to him for coming on. That was great. 
Uh, we have one more thing, and it's going to be three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week time. Uh, we didn't really know what to do. So last second, we are like, you want to know what? What about three bands or artists that you've never seen that you've wanted to see? Uh, this is actually a question I ask people when I first meet them to kind of gauge like who they are as a human. And it's not so much that really? it's because think about it. I always ask you have the ability to throw your own music festival or concert, whatever. And you can pick five bands dead or alive to come play your festival. I think their answers really kind of like, you can tell what type of person they are based off those answers. I'd say that's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this, this is, is different, though. This is different. This that. is different. It's a little little different. These are three people that you had never seen before that you Wait, would want Wait, people to or see. bands? Or bands, whatever. Okay, okay. Or um, all right, so I'll you go, go first. first. You want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. My all third right. star, uh, Kenny Chesney. I know it's kind of weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I've never seen him before. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch his music videos, he has one called Floor Bama, and it's a bar down. I think it's only like five hours from me. I think I'm actually going to drive to go check it out. He, he plays six concerts on the beach. I think that's honestly why I'd want to see him the most because I don't know where it is. It's in Florida or Mexico, but it's just all these like country girls and bikinis and like people that just pull their boats up to it and just fucking watch the concert. Oh, it's Joe Van Dyke. That's where it is. It's, it's the it's coolest the thing Virgin ever. Islands. It's the British Virgin Islands. Joe Van Dyke, he has a house there. It would be so fucking cool to just pull my boat up and watch Kenny Chesney play a concert and just get fucked up all day on the boat. Like that, like to me, that would be the ultimate concert. Like I'm thinking it's sunny out. You're, you're with the boys. You have a couple girls hanging out and you're just, I'd probably bring a portable grill to grill hot dogs. And it's just no shoes nation, dude, make sure you bring your sunscreen. You can't burn. Uh, and I know it's a fucking weird. And you know, what's really weird is growing up. I didn't really like Kenny Chesney. And then I forget how I got into it, but I got into it now. Like he's like the only CD that I own. I have like a double disc live CD thing in my phone. I'm, I'm questioning everything about our relationship. Which is bananas because he plays a song called Boston about how Boston is the, like, he's a big, big, big Boston guy. He played Gillette like 15 times. He talks about him being like best friends with Robert Kraft. I guess the show he puts on in Gillette stadiums, like legendary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm questioning everything at this point whatever. now. Whatever you say, I was going to say Florida Georgia line, but I've already seen them. Shout out Fink. So, <laughs> my my third star, I don't know if they compare to Kenny Chesney, but my third star is the Beatles. If we're gonna, oh, pick, I hate the Beatles. If we're gonna pick, if we're gonna pick a band dead or alive that I haven't seen, I'm going to see the Beatles. I uh, I hated the Beatles, and then. I wasn't really allowed to hate the Beatles and I tried to like the Beatles and they're a little bit better than what they were. But to me, I think they're the most overrated band. Oh my God. All time. I just don't, I just don't, I I don't get it. I don't get the allure. Uh, all right. Well, this is this is we're gonna we'll be here for another hour and I'm gonna be late for the game. (laughs) What's your favorite Beatles song? What's that? What's your favorite Beatles song? I'd take anything off of Sgt. Pepper's. So actually, uh, when I was in Nashville, well, I'm in Nashville now, I went to like this uh, brunch thing and it was a Beatles cover band and they played for and like they were really good. They they didn't sound exactly like them, but it was like Mm -hmm. a good vibe. And it was funny going there because it was all like these older ladies who were like dancing. The atmosphere is cool. I just think they're fucking so overrated and it makes so much sense that I pick Kenny Chesney and you pick the fucking Beatles. My number two star. This is going to go off the rails. Who's your number two? (laughs) My number two star, uh, Tyler Childers. He's I don't even know who that is. He's a newer guy. 
He's kind of country. I would think he's more folk and bluegrass. I'm going to send you some songs to check it out. Fink hates country music, and he loves this guy. Uh, he talked about how when he grew up, he would play high school parties, and they would just pay him in beer. And he would just, like, that's what Fair he enough. fucking did. And big, big into, like, West Virginia and all that shit. And he's, like, this little, like, redheaded guy who can fucking – it's just – have you ever seen the movie Cold Mountain or Colder Mountain? It's when Nicole Kidman – and it's like a, it's like a fucking, it's not that old a movie, but it takes place like a long time ago. It has like that vibe. It's just like a you fucking, know, like a low key thing for Nicole Kidman, huh? It's fucking hot, dude. Um, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. Not, it's not Sandra Bullock, which is super hot, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think Tyler Childers. I'm gonna send you some songs. I don't know if you like country folky kind of stuff, but he has like his own vibe, and it. I'm trying to like think think about like you're in like this like the Southern part of the United States where it still snows a ton and you got snowed in and you're fucking walking through the woods and like, you find like this weird ass cabin and you walk in with you're with the boys and you have like a bottle of some beers and you start like a fucking legitimate fire. The music that's playing when that's happening is Tyler Childers. Oh Oh boy. All right. Who's your your second star dude? Aerosmith rolling. I've seen Aerosmith. We've talked in the past how I can't stand them. My number two star Public enemy. Public enemy. So I'm gonna go out and just say, well, what what are they saying? Give me give me a public. Give me a you don't know who Public Enemy is? I maybe I would know one of their songs. Chuck D, Flavor Flav, Terminator X. That's what you're going with, Flavor Flav. Not Flavor Flav specifically, but I would love <laughs> to see Public Enemy. I'm not gonna go see Flavor Flav doing acoustic shut set. You're just but gonna. If I had to pick a band that I haven't seen before that I could go see, Public Enemy be my number two. I've been to a lot of concerts. <laughs> Okay, I, I uh, I'm, I'm just gonna have to start listening to some of that. I just that blew my fucking mind. I'll send, I, you, I some, I'll send you some Public Enemy. All you right, can send me Tyson very, very, very fucking different vibes between you and I right now. Uh, and my number one star, man, the original Leonard Skinnerd. I Ooh, fucking that's a good one, dude. They have so many. That fucking is a good songs. one. So many unbelievable songs, and like when I when I picture myself seeing them, I don't picture myself seeing them in 2021. I picture myself seeing them like in the 70s, 1976. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the kind of time, like days. You ever seen the movie Days and Confused? Oh like, yeah, yeah. That kind of vibe. I feel Buddy, like I would have. I live Days and Confused. I, I, I would have that. flourished in that time. Uh, so this so is not a first one that I'm on board with. This is your first pick. I'm on board with. And, and like I've watched a couple of their documentaries. Yeah. Um. And it just like they named their band after a high school gym teacher that they fucking yeah. hated, and it just I don't know. I've never. They still play, but obviously they don't play with oh, like yeah. their like actual band. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of the plane crash. Actually, did you know that they released an album back then? And in the album, there were there were flames on top of the album, and when they got in the plane crash, the people that were in the flames were the ones that passed away. So they had to re-release the album with the same picture, but without the flames. Ooh, that's. Ugh. That's a tough one. Yeah. They are uh I have uh Sirius in my work truck and they are one of the maybe seven alerts I have is Leonard Skinner. Yeah, when and they're on, when, I can click over. When, when Skinner comes on, you never turn it off. No. And it Give sucks because sometimes you, my favorite Leonard Skinner song. I mean, that's a fucking great song. I like the yep. ballad ballad of Curtis Lowe. Fucking yep. love that song. Yep. But it's also kind of shitty because sometimes you're like in a rush where you have to go somewhere and Freebird comes on and you're like, there's <laughs> no way I can turn yeah. off this song. Like I'm going to be 14 minutes late. Yeah. And actually Freebird 
when it first came out, didn't do that well. And it only started doing well when they added that insane guitar solo. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So Skinner huh. would definitely, I mean, that smell, that's a good one. That smells an unbelievable song. They just, they have bangers, man. They really do just Southern rock and roll. But uh, what's your, what's your number one star? All right. I cheated. My number one star. I'm uh, doing a reggae sunsplash festival for my number okay. one star. And my lineup consists of Michael Franti and Spearhead, then Sublime, then Jimmy Cliff, and then Bob Marley. That's my number one. So how if high are you going to that for a day? That would be fantastic. How much pot would you need to get through that festival? Ounce. Probably probably enough to fucking kill an elephant. An ounce. Yeah. I would say an ounce. I mean, That'd be, that'd be a sick day. Sunny, fucking good yeah. weather. You're just chilling. What are you, you drinking? Be- what, are, what are you sipping on? Ooh. I'm thinking... Yeah, it has to be a cocktail. It can't be a beer. No, it's not a beer. It's, uh, there's, all right, uh, there's this island that we talked about with Kenny Chesney, and they make, uh, what's it called? Banana Whacker. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's called a Banana Whacker. And they put nutmeg on it. I'm allergic to nutmeg, so I'm always like, no nutmeg, please. <laughs> but uh because yeah nutmeg makes me very sick but uh i mean it could be the 18 fucking banana whackers i had before lunch but I are you allergic to nuts no no interesting well when i was a kid i was allergic to peanuts and i used to trade sandwiches with my neighbor across the street i had a rash from like age five to 12 until i finally outgrew it so hal is like deathly allergic to peanuts well he shouldn't get nutmeg on his banana whacker either bad i that's so funny. Our two Bruins guys fucking hate peanuts. Insane. No, I, I love peanuts. I eat peanut butter all the time. I just couldn't when I was a kid. It's worth it's worth the risk. You live for the thrill. Yeah, that's right. I've, I was flying close to the sun with my peanut butter. <laughs> at, my, well, at my personal reggae sun splash concert. You know what? It just dawned on me. All right. Here's a quick story. We're already off the rails and running late. I'm already late for hockey. I told him. I texted the captain. I'm like, I'll be there. Uh Nothing like making an entrance either. The game's going to be like three minutes in, and I'm going to come skating in. They're going to be like, who's this fucking guy? Oh, my God, he can wheel. Um, <laughs> so in college at UMass, there was a Sunsplash Festival. It's all it's all coming back to me. And there was all right. There's this girl that I took a course for just because of this girl. I saw her in line, and I was like, oh, my God, she was gorgeous. I think she was oh, she was South America. I don't know where she was from. Uh, so I see her and I hadn't been able to talk to her. I made no inroads. The class was super hard. I completely fucked myself. And, uh, I saw her at this reggae sunsplash festival and I saw, it was like in the movies, like slow motion was like, they had a sprinkler going, you know, she spins around and she's like, Hey, and we start like dancing, lifts her arms up and spins huge hairy armpits. And I was like, I wasn't as enlightened then as I am now. And I was like, I'm out. So So maybe I'm still trying to capture that flavor of that reggae concert that day. Maybe one day we can make this happen. Maybe. Although most of the bands I picked are deceased, but sure. Well, how about you and I? We'll go out to a nice Kenny Chesney concert. We'll hit up a fucking Outback Steakhouse before. (laughs) Hey, listen, maybe Kenny Chesney and Michael Franti and Spearhead will be at the same concert. That's possible. It could happen. That could happen. Episode 225 of the Morning Skate. Thank you guys for tuning in. Brownie. God bless you, Hall of Famer, Jerome McGinley, you glorious bastard. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. See ya.